I'm very proud to be Italian, even though I feel like I'm a citizen of the world. I always, I joke about it, but I say that if you check my blood, it's not 100% Italian, it's 50% Italian, and then a little bit of Dutch, some American, and all the places either I visit or I love, because it's like a bucket full of colors of the people that I meet on my journey. Hi, amigos. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to meet today's guest. She is my first Italiana on the podcast, and I loved our conversation. But before we dive in, I quickly just wanted to tell you guys that can you believe this is the 55th episode of the podcast? I never thought I would get this far. I really just kind of kept going and thought, you know, I would maybe just do 10, 15, but it just kept going. And I, I loved it so much. And every single episode that passes, I'm like, I just want to do more. I want this to become something more of my everyday life. And so slowly but surely, we're getting there. If you've loved this show so far, it would mean so much to me if you could just take a few minutes right now or at the end of this episode and just like and subscribe to us. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do that. If you are on Apple Podcasts, you can write a review and rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, you can also rate us, follow us. Anything really helps, guys. It's just such a passion of mine and I would love to continue doing this. And it would be so insanely cool if I could continue doing this at another scale now that we're on the 55th episode. Let's see how far we can go and what we can do with this community because I'm telling you guys, we are very powerful. This community is one like none other. Honestly, it's different than the one I have on my socials. It's just more of like a family. I feel like we all come here every single week and we listen to these stories and we get inspired and we take our own action. And that's really what it's all about. It's just learning as we go and enjoying the journey of doing little things every single day to become the person that you want to become and to do the thing that you've been wanting to do. So if you could please take a few minutes, it would mean the world to me. I would so appreciate it. All right, today's guest is Kiati Ladyboss. She is a licensed tour guide and entrepreneur in New York City whose insanely fun adventures across the Big Apple and beyond are full of light, colors, and style. Kiara is a go-getter, full of drive, and continuously pushing the boundaries both professionally and personally. Her entrepreneurship has allowed her company, New York City for All, to blossom over the past few years. As the owner and operator, she has cultivated her travel business since 2014, customizing excursions throughout the five bureaus. Her tours are fueled by her own passion to explore, taking her clients off the beaten path and allowing them to discover the culture, landmarks, establishments, and people that truly make NYC the greatest city on earth. Not only that, but Kiara is also able to create catchy content with her original and unique ideas and colorful view of the world. She specialized in New York City with storytelling, travel, style, and positivity. Without further ado, please welcome my friend Kiara. Hello, Kiara. Welcome. Oh, what's up? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you are creating the things that you're creating. Because once we start talking, I know people are going to go to your Instagram and just binge your content. So go for it. Who are you? What do you do? What's your story? <laughs> My story is actually 30 plus six years long. <laughs> I live in New York City. I I've been living in New York City for the past 10 years and I didn't want to move to the Big Apple, but that's an, an, another story. It's a long story. I'm, I'm a business owner. I own a travel company, which is called New York City for All. 
And my target audience are all the people that could be a traveler or a local that wants to experience the Big Apple and and New York City throughout the five boroughs in the best, unique and fun way. So I provide experiences and customized walking tours, bus tours, bike tours. We do cruises. We move around the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island. And everything is basically very targeted to the client, so to their needs. And I have people maybe living here that don't know what's going on in the city. And since I love to share things about New York and I love to share what's up and coming and the previews and hidden gems, I usually try to understand what they like the most in order to provide the best experience and adventure. But I also have a lot of clients that come visit New York City for five, six, 10 times, and they still would like to use my service just because they, they want to feel like a local. So they want to do things that they might not find on internet on, or on the tour guides. And also most of the times they don't want to do the average tour. They want to do something different and more fun. So that's the part of the travel part of my life, which is owning and managing the travel company. I'm also the main tour guide of the travel company. I'm a licensed tour guide in New York City. I also have other tour guides working for me at freelance. And I also provide services in the biggest cities of the United States. So from Chicago to Miami, LA, San Diego, passes to the attractions or transfer from the, to the airport. And I also try to tailor the experience if they ask me to. So I'm a storyteller and a content creator. My brand, the Chiari Lady Boss, was born in 2019. I understood there was a need to put a face behind my company. I opened the company in 2014 and I've always been my own marketing. So I, I got to a point where I, through the help and the advice of some friends, I understood that I really wanted to separate those two things and those two type of content. So the content related to the travel company and the business and the content related to myself and the brand. So my mission is basically to bring joy, fun, colors and style into everyone's life on a daily basis and encourage everyone to live to the max because I believe we only have one life. We do only have one life. We got to make the most of it. Even though one of my favorite quotes is the one that goes, We actually have two lives and the second one starts when you realize you only have one. I love that. It just gives me chills every time I think about it. I'll always remember that forever now. That's so true. Because once you realize, you just think, okay, I I like you change. You have to now make the most of it. You become a different person. And when I had my pivotal moment, That's when I realized that we actually have only one life. And that's when I realized that I definitely wanted to live to the max and not waste any minute of my life. I definitely want to ask you about your pivotal moment for sure in a few, but I wanted to go back quickly to what you were talking about because you're originally from Italy. And so what was that like leaving your hometown for a city that you wanted to become your home and build this new life? What was that like for you? Were you afraid? Did you feel like you weren't sure how it was going to go? What were you thinking in that moment when you said, 
I'm going to leave and I'm going to, I'm going to start this. I didn't want to move to New York city. I didn't move straight to New York city from Italy. There were a few steps I took in between. I'm originally from a beautiful city on the East coast of Italy on the Adriatic sea. It's called Ancona. Beautiful, clear blue water, amazing beaches, Sirolo, Numa, to name some. Due Sorelle is one of my favorites. After high school, I decided to take a gap year and I wanted to understand what was my purpose and what I wanted to do in life because I was very confused. When I was little, I've always wanted to be a dancer. And at the same time, I wanted to be a, a flight attendant because I thought that would be the best way to travel the world for free. I've always wanted to travel the world. I've always wanted to explore and experience and have many adventures to incorporate in my stories and memories. But that was not the case. So I finished high school and I started working at a McDonald's in my hometown to make some money. And then I actually came to Spain. I was volunteering with elderly and I was basically busy every morning to help the community and all the elderly around my hometown, trying to understand what I wanted to do in life. It didn't really come that quickly. So the next year I decided to move to Perugia to start university. And after two years, I applied for the Erasmus, which is a program that is financed by the EU. Not hundred percent, but they give you some funds for you to study abroad. So I had two desires. I wanted to live in Amsterdam, but so that was my number one city I wanted to move to, but I was not accepted. So I moved to Leeds in the UK. And that was what, that was one of the best year of my life because I was not just living by my own and experiencing all the life issues you have when you don't have your parents and when you're not living home anymore with your parents. But I was also studying, meeting new people, understanding and learning new languages and cultures. And I was also working again, McDonald's in the UK. And I was also teaching Italian at the University of Leeds. So I'm 22. I'm moving from Perugia to Leeds for a year. I go back I meet my ex-partner, I graduate, and then he got a job offer in New York City. So when he was like, he was accepting the job in New York City, I didn't want to move because the first time I visited, it was in 2003 with my dad and I had a really bad experience. So I remember the moment I left New York and I said, I will never live here. Fast forward, nine years later, I actually moved to the city I didn't want to live but I was drawn by love. I was not forced because it was my own decision, but the only way I could move to New York City was for something bigger than me, which was love at that time. He accepted the job. I don't want to move right away. So I moved to Amsterdam because it was still my dream and I wanted to fulfill that dream. So I moved to Amsterdam for about seven months. And then after about a year of long distance relationship, I decided to move because I was the one that didn't really have a stable job. And he was the one with the job. I've always wanted to live abroad. I've always wanted to experience the world, not just traveling, but also living in different countries surrounded by very interesting and new and different people. So I was not scared at all 
to move to New York. I was very curious to understand if that if it could be a city for me. But it grew on me really fast. After four or five months, I was totally in love. And I'm like, wow, this is the place I'm supposed to be. And I didn't know. I thought you always went from Italy to New York, straight to New York. But this makes sense because I feel like things always happen this way. <laughs> like you think you're like, no, this is not the place for me. And then somehow you end up right where you're supposed to be, even if it's a place that you don't think or you've written off. But I love that you ended up there and it was the place that you were supposed to be. And now you live there and on your own terms, because even if you're not with that person or things weren't the way that they were when you first got there, now they're working for you in the way that you want them to. Absolutely. You said that there was a pivotal moment in your life. What was that pivotal moment? I was really in love and the really, it was a beautiful relationship. We were more than partners. We were friends. We were having so much fun and we were sharing many hobbies, including music. I used to own a company. We were managing DJs around the States and that was, that was a lot of fun. And I didn't even know I was able to own companies, especially because like I'm moving from a place where I don't know what I want to do in my life. And I end up being my own boss, opening my travel company and brand and everything. So that moment came in 2015 when he broke up with me and I was devastated. I was not seeing that coming. And also a few months later, I lost my grandma, which was like a mother to me. So I completely lost myself and I really didn't know what to do like how to, that was, for me, was a grieving. I had to heal in a way, thinking about the situation as if I was grieving for two people. Because to me, it was, that was life-changing. And I was in, in a very deep pain, of course, emotional pain. What helped me was started traveling solo. That's the moment when I decided going back to the quote that I mentioned before, I was really scared at first to take the step of taking my backpack and traveling solo as a woman, especially because you read so many stories and yes, there are safer countries in the world, but we're still women. So we have to protect ourselves more than men in, especially in certain situations in certain countries but when I started traveling by myself, taking 32 planes in 2015, that was the starting point of my healing path that took me, I think I'm still healing in a certain way, but it's more like evolving to a better person. Whereas before it was just so much pain and crying and feeling lost and didn't know what was coming next. And it took me three, I will never forget, it took me three years to get over the breakup. But I remember after three years, I was talking to myself and I reminded myself that was over. Like I, I went through all the things I had to go through and I was starting the new life that I just mentioned before. And from that moment, I'm like, carpe diem, life is one. Enjoy every single little moment of your day don't care about what people think 
just be yourself as I used to be all the time. But I got to, it was like a different level of acceptance. It was a lot of acceptance, a lot of patient involved. And yeah, I, I totally feel that because I think for a lot of women and even for really anyone, because it doesn't have to be a relationship. It can also be a friendship that really you have to mourn because it's no longer the one that you had. And it's crazy how so many people can have an effect on you and create this persona, this person, like a new version of you because of the relationship you had. I had the same experience with an ex of mine. And I think it, it happens to everyone in one way or another. Like I said, either a friendship or a relationship or a family member, it could be anything that really shifts your perspective on what life's really about and either what, what you deserve or what you want or how you want your life to look like. It could be anything. But thank you for sharing that because I think that's also important to highlight that your career and your journey doesn't necessarily only have to be about like you following your dream. It could also be about who you meet and what you go through personally that develops the person that you is also working towards that goal. Absolutely. Also, the people I met along the way played a big role into my healing because I love to connect with people and I love the human touch and meet people physically rather than digitally, even though it's not always a possibility. But I was listening to so many different stories of people traveling solo or couples or group of friends that I was meeting. I was like, wow, people go through so much. And there's so many issues that you don't even think about when you're in pain and when you're suffering for your own issues and problems. But then when you share with other people, you get different perspectives and different support from strangers. It's very interesting. And just today I was listening to this YouTube video with Mel Robbins and this other woman named Lisa Bilyeu, who's Tom Bilyeu's wife. He's a like motivational speaker slash podcaster slash so many things, but I had never really heard her speak, Lisa Bilyeu, and they both were talking about this idea of mourning chapters of your life, not necessarily just a person or grieving like a certain loss, but actual chapters of your life and how you have to be aware that's okay to do. Like it's okay to realize that like a chapter of your life has ended and you're now going towards something else. And it just means that you're no longer that person and you're going towards the new version that you're becoming. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Once you realize that you are no longer the person that you've, you were, and you're leaving those things behind to now become the person that you've been working to become. And she said that, and I thought it was really, it aligns with what you were saying about, yeah, about your journey, what you were saying to about the people and traveling solo. I think that's so important. It is very scary as a woman, for sure. But traveling solo is the most eye-opening experience, like being alone and traveling alone and experiencing things alone and having to be your own best friend on a journey is for me personally, it was, it's been like the best thing ever to know how to love myself, to know how to be there for myself, to know how to nurture myself, have fun, cry, be by myself, everything. It's, it was like, it has been the most eye-opening. 
I don't think I know that's the best gift I've ever given to myself traveling solo so yeah I 200% agree a thousand percent agree now that you've been in New York for some time and you have this company established and your brand with the content creation what kind of sets you on fire every single day what's the thing that you wake up and that you're meant to do the new adventures and the possibility to share them with the world and the people that are interested in the way I share stories and New York City at the same time. There's always something new, something exciting, something fun, something to learn from. It's New York City, as we all know, and there's nothing like the Big Apple. I love this city to death because it's, for me, it's not just the city. For me, New York City is a best friend. New York City is a school. I learn from the city every single day. I've learned to be patient. I've learned to evolve. I've learned to accept new cultures. I've learned to live the life that I want to by myself on my own, at my own terms, and be my own boss. We all face issues and we all face problems. It's not always easy to be an immigrant, a woman in a different country, owning your own business and trying to make it. That kind of goes hand in hand with my next question. How has it been owning your culture in a new place? How's, how has it been to be Chiara, who is Italian and be proud of where you come from? How has that been for you with your company and with all the things that you do every single day? I'm very proud to be Italian, even though I feel like I'm a citizen of the world. I always, I joke about it, but I say that if you check my blood, it's not 100% Italian, it's 50% Italian, and then a little bit of Dutch, some American, and all the places either I visit or I love, because it's like a bucket full of colors of the people that I meet on my journey. That said, it was really hard to grow at the beginning, when I started my company, I was looking for similar services online. I'm targeting my company mainly to Italians, but I also do English-speaking countries. But I usually have Americans or Canadians or Australians. My niche is the Italian audience. And when I started, nobody was doing customized walking tours. Nobody was like incorporating this fun and exciting part to the tour. There were so many tours that I found and many companies that I actually reached out to. And there was only one that trusted me and we still work together. All the rest was like either not responsive or didn't care, didn't trust me. So it's okay. Maybe we're not meant to be or be on the same path in this lifetime. So the company started growing fast because when I first approached the audience on Facebook, and not a lot of people were doing live videos. Live videos ju were just coming up during those years. And I was constantly doing live videos almost every day, showing, showcasing New York City, like different angles, different adventures, different events. And that's how people found me really fast. And that's when I understood the power of social media, but I'm a self-thought. So I really, I didn't really know what I was doing until much later where I've learned so much 
about all the platforms and I'm still learning. They're always, the algorithm is always changing and there's always a new app coming up. So it's not easy to keep up with everything social media related. So I grew because of Facebook initially and word of mouth. And I was also getting a lot of good reviews on Google Maps or TripAdvisor and Facebook. And then I was getting discovered by Italian travel companies, Italian tour operators, or again, word of mouth, friends of friends of clients. And that's how I grew pretty fast in the first few years. Going to what you were saying about word of mouth and being having the success of your business in that way, I think is so important because not a lot of people talk about that because social media is what people are focusing on, like the numbers and having all this hype around your profile. However, it's so old school now to think of, and I don't say it to you only because my best friend is a photographer. And in her episode, it was the first episode I did with a guest. I talked to her about her company. She's a photographer in Miami and she was like, I get all my clients word of mouth. She doesn't do ads. She doesn't do anything. She's like, all my clients are word of mouth. After one client, another client comes. After another client, another client. And so I think it's so important to remember that if you have, especially if you have a service-based company or creation, like whatever you're doing, like your customer's happiness is yeah. really important. And not only that, but before you had mentioned how some of them, some of your customers come back, even though they've already seen like the top things to do in the city. And it's because of who you are, like how you, how you position yourself in that space. Yeah. That's what they say. They, they follow my journey. They follow my adventures. They follow the things that I share on social media, which are, which are most of the times off the beaten path. And they actually want to be taken to that journey with me. And they want to do the things that I do. They want to be part of a daily adventure, like a, as a New Yorker. So that's also why they come back. But also a lot of my clients, I feel they relate to me on a deeper level, seeing what I share on social. When I say social, I mainly talk about YouTube, Instagram, even though I use all the platforms, including TikTok, Facebook, and the blog. But where I'm most vulnerable or I'm most showing my face are Instagram and YouTube. What would be some advice that you would give someone that is an immigrant or is coming from Italy, maybe? What would be the advice you would give to someone that wants to do what you're doing or wants to start something similar to what you're doing? Consistency is key, but also connection is key. Don't underestimate the power of the people you meet. What I've been learning and doing in the past few years, starting before the pandemic, is literally saving all the contacts of the people that I meet. It could be a phone number, an email, a website, and then follow up with them and be in touch because you never know the world behind that person and you never know where that person could take you. So it might not be, you might meet someone today, you don't have many things in common, but who knows what you're going to do two years from now, three years from now, and that person, same thing. And then along the way, your paths are going to meet again, and maybe you're going to do something together. So definitely contact are playing and have been playing a big role for my growth and my strategy. If, I, if you want to call it strategy, I love to send thank you notes, but on paper, 
to show appreciation and to show that I'm actually investing my time. The first few years, you know what I did for Christmas? I sent Christmas cards to all my clients, handwritten. It took me three days. A lot of money for stamps because they were going to Italy, but I really took the time because I wanted to show appreciation and I wanted to show they're not just numbers. There are people that trusted me that decided to use my service. And I, for me, there's nothing more grateful than showing appreciation to people that actually use your service. Yeah, no. And that goes a long way. I'm sure that's also a true testament to your success with the people word of people's word of mouth of people being like Kiara's service was so great and that was so fun she's the best because you actually took the time to show them that you're very grateful for their time true also I would say be very intentional on what you do and mean what you say or what you do if you meet someone and for you it was not a pleasure to meet that person don't follow up saying oh my god it was a pleasure to meet you that to me is like the worst thing you could do because you're actually like your energy is not showing what in reality your heart is saying so you're sending mixed signals to the universe and that's not being intentional it's gonna show in the future maybe not right away but in the future it will that recently has happened to me similarly with people that have been reaching out to me to be on the podcast, like not them directly, but some of their agents or people that are representing them are reaching out to me asking, hey, this is someone that has done so we think they're a great match for your podcast. And then I read what they want to talk about. And I'm like, you obviously don't know what the show's about, because this person is not aligned. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, this person is not aligned with my show. They want to come on the show just to pitch what they do and to get more clients and to get more business. And my show is all about talking about the journey. My show is all about talking about how you're doing what you're doing. So it's been like a learning curve where I've had to be very honest and authentic and be very nice, of course, and just say, I don't think that we're a great fit. It doesn't seem that this person is aligned with what we would talk about unless I'm wrong. And when so wants to talk about this and this, definitely connect to me. But if not, I say, I don't think that we're a match and we move on. And related to this, I want to share something that a friend of mine told me and has been stuck to my head ever since. Pay attention to the people that don't clap on your wins. Those are the people that are going to suck your energy and are not going to show appreciation. And you need to be very careful to be around those people. And it's not so easy to identify fake people or people that actually want to take advantage of you. Even though you're good, like a good reader, like you have a good eye or good perception. I really, I feel people, I feel the energy, I feel... I'm very empathic. So most of the, I don't want to say always, but most of the times I'm right on my feelings. Sometimes people hide really well behind their personality. Yeah, this is something that I've been trying to work on really hard and stay away from those people. What do you think is your biggest loss or failure so far in your life? And what do you think has been your biggest win or biggest success in your life? I'm going to start from the win. It's finding myself and my balance. That's related to all the work 
like inner work and self-work I've been doing in the past five, six, seven years that led me to a new person. And that includes following the moon phases, setting intentions when it's the new moon, manifesting when it's the full moon, actually taking time for myself during those moments, saving as many hours as needed at night, lighting some candles, using some music, writing down on my diary, reading the pattern, the app, and going back reading things that I wrote two, three years ago. It's very powerful because you see the power of manifestation actually leads you to reach your dreams. And it's not just something I say, it's something proven that many of the most successful people do. So that's number one, looking for myself and finding myself and the balance, connecting with myself and being aligned to the universe. My biggest loss, that's a tough one. I need your help. I always reframe this, this question because the reason why I stopped asking the question is because I felt like people kept saying, but failure is such like an ugly word and all this stuff. But the thing is, the reason I asked this question is because Sarah Blakely, the owner of Spanx, she talks about how when she was younger, her dad, every night at the dinner table would ask her, what did you fail at today? And she would come home and be like, oh, I got an F and I all these failures. And she never understood like why he was highlighting her failure until she realized that he retrained her mind to think of failure as something that happens. It's normal and it's okay. And you learn from it. And it's not the end of the world if you get an F. If you get an F, then you ask yourself, how do I not get an F? What's a step I can take to get a D instead of an F? And so she realized that when she was younger, he made her not afraid of failing. She was like able when she got older to be willing to mess up, willing to do it messy, willing to just go for it. And then if she failed, she knew that was part of it and she could keep going. What do you think has been a loss that created an opportunity for you? Yeah. Pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pandemic. That's another time where I felt lost because like from overnight, I literally had no job like many people. But since I... I own my company. I went from making money to zero for the year. I'm someone that it's really hard to stop. So I was always looking for ways to be active, even during the, the lockdown. And I was looking, always looking for ways to entertain my audience and make them have fun and not think about what we were going through because it was very painful for a lot of people. So that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to invest my time to grow, to take as many courses as possible. It doesn't matter if I'm not making money now, the money that I saved, I want them to flourish in like within myself in the most, in the best way. So I took, I hired a vocal coach for like almost a month and a half. I took a, a storytelling course with Seth Godin, the God of marketing. And then I hired a health coach for six months to understand more about my nutrition and workout and everything. And then I actually took the course with Lisette for social media monetization. And I decided that I wanted to go back at reading because I used to love reading. I just lost the pleasure of reading 
before the pandemic because I was so busy and concentrated to keep going, making money, like not having days off. So I was burning literally. And 2020 have taught me so many things. And that was something that opportunities came up from. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are on that same page where a lot of things happened that were out of their control and they just had to figure it out and make an opportunity out of something that was really scary and unknown and uncertain. Thank you so much for sharing for being on the podcast. I'm so excited for people to hear your story and start following you because you guys should start following Kiara. (laughs) Let us know where we can find you or we can follow you if someone wants to book you. For sure. Kiara Lady Boss and New York City for All in all the platforms. I'm mostly active on Instagram. So I have two accounts on Instagram, TikTok, blog, YouTube, and Facebook. Amazing. Yeah, I'll have everything linked below, but it's great to for everyone to know where to find you. So thank you so much, Chiara. Thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Grazie mille. Prego, and I want to say grazie to your audience as well. How awesome is Chiara? If you don't follow her already, you really should because her content is so entertaining and it's just so her. It always brings me a smile to my face. Okay, here are the takeaways from Chiara's episode. Number one, we only have one life, so live to the max. Number two, you always end up where you're supposed to be. Number three, carpe diem, life is one, enjoy. Number four, a dream can also mean becoming the person you were meant to be. Number five, cities can become your best friend, your teacher, your guides. Keep your eyes open. Number six, if a door doesn't open for you, it's okay. Maybe it's not meant to be. Number seven, consistency is key, but also connection is key. Number eight, always keep in contact with the people you meet. You never know where they may lead you. Number nine, there's nothing more grateful than showing appreciation to people that actually use your service. Number 10, be intentional with what you do, mean what you say, or what you do. Number 11, pay attention to the people that don't clap on your wins. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, you know how much I love this community and how much I love doing this. So it means so much to me that you come here every single week and you listen to these stories and you listen to what we're talking about because it's so powerful. We are so powerful, right? If you're interested in learning more about how we can work together, if you want to learn more about what I do, and if you want to follow me on socials, you can always DM me at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez or at the Journey of Pursuit. You can also find all the links below that we mentioned as well as where to follow me. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao.